podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome once again to another Matt's Day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined by Andy, Matt and James. And we're here to discuss our away fixture with Luton Town. Is Luton in London? No. No. Unless you are Ryanair or EasyJet. I'm going with yes. Can I give a shout out to uh, our Ryanair brothers, who I'm a fan of, you know, uh, Irish Eddie, the boys, Cork Whites. Um, yeah. Just did it. Cheers, Eddie. So, James, talk us through the uh, head-to-head. So, we've met Luton a total of 47 times overall. Record is fairly even, actually. Leeds have won 15, Luton have won 14, and there's been 18 draws. So, what's everyone doing for the game, then? I shall be watching on the television, like a... You're going abroad to watch it on LUTV so you can see it. Taking the kids in there. Uh, Ryanair. Yeah, me, I've seen my mate Eddie. As we record this, we're late on Friday night ahead of the game and I'll be setting off to Luton in about eight hours' time. Early kickoff for you. Yeah. I'm going to listen to Bryn Law on LUTV just because his uh, voice is fresh in my mind from the interview we did that you we put out earlier on this week, which was great. Cheap plug. Yeah, it was a cheap plug, but it's a good interview. So, team news. Um, Cooper's available. Forshaw's still out. What's happened to Forshaw? Yeah, he's... what? Yeah, what is going on with Forshaw? He's, he's been out longer than he's been in, hasn't he? And say what, he's bloody brilliant as well. Yeah, I, think, I think he makes the team tick. Yeah, we were playing better earlier in the season with him in the side, weren't we? Definitely. I think it's going to be one of those where uh, he says Cooper's available, but he probably doesn't play him. You reckon? What, yeah, they're a centre half, and that'd be fine too. But you think same team, James? I think same team, yeah, and that includes Cooper because that was the game he got injured in. Apart from Cooper, same team. Speaking of uh, starting lineups, Luton always makes me think of that day in two thousand and six when we went down with Johnny Concrete Carver Ugh. to uh, Kenilworth Road, and we lost five one. Uh, and the Yorkshire Evening Post this week did a where are they now for the starting 11 oh, and the subs from that game can you name how many of the starting 11 do you reckon you can name they basically stole Andy's game where did they come from where did they go <laughs> no oh can't be that well good. a little bit <laughs> goalkeeper Graham Stone no crikey Neil Sullivan yeah Neil Sullivan was in goal he's currently at Leeds United as the academy coach Fraser Richardson no Gary Kelly. Yes, Gary Kelly. He's currently re- working for a cancer charity set up following the death of his sister 15 years ago. Paul Butler. Yes. He is now at Manchester City recruiting 14 to 18-year-olds for the club's academy. Sean Gregan. No. Centre-half of Paul Butler. Ginger Air. Hayden Fox. Hayden Fox. Oh, my days. Knowledge. He had a memorable uh, memorable role in that game. He let in five goals, ultimately. Uh, he's now <laughs> at... <laughs> He's now the assistant manager at Perth Glory. That's a great gig. Left back. Stephen Craney? Stephen Craney is correct. He's the under-23s head coach at Fleetwood Town. Do you know what baffles me? Is he was absolute dog at Leeds. He went on to have a fantastic Premier League career with Blackpool. What's that all about? Leeds that. He must like that part of the world. I think Stephen Craney wasn't as bad as everyone makes out. Well, you're wrong. Dan Harding was a lot worse. Midfield, right wing, <laughs> Matthew Spring. No. Jermaine Penn, uh, Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Wright. No. Steve Stone. 
No. I think you might have to put us out of our misery, Matthew. No, we enjoyed this game. So on the wings that day, we had uh, Adam Johnson. Adam Johnson was uh, last seen <laughs> at uh, Her Majesty's Pleasure. Right, right wing. Uh, on the other wing, we had Ian Westlake, famous, of course, for that goal against Oldham. But was he there then? He was. Blimey. He's, do, you, do you know how old Ian Westlake is right now? 42 and a half. 35. What? Na- what? 35, yeah. Hmm. 35-year-old lives in Ipswich and has a close affiliation with uh, his former employers at Ipswich Town. His wife works in the club's education department. Yorkshire Evening Post have been doing their research for this one. Right, central midfield. Come on, Paul, rack those brains. Evidently, we didn't have much of a central midfield that day. This isn't really making me up for this game. Sean Derry? Yes. What do you mean it's not making you up? Well, we're having to reflect on a very rubbish <laughs> performance for, for a long chunk of our preview of the... Uh, that is true, but it's fun, isn't it? Sean Derry is one of my favourite Leeds players of out of Premier League. He played in that game. Played in that game. He's now at Crystal Palace. What I'm getting from this is that that team shouldn't have got beaten 5-1. Do you think? Aidan Fox. Yeah, it was mainly Aidan Fox's fault. Who's your centre mid then? Jonathan Douglas. Who was our manager? John Johnny, Con- Johnny Concrete Carver. Then did it, when did Dennis Wise come? Like a few games after that. When did Kevin Nichols come? <laughs> Kevin Nichols was at the start of that season, I think, was he? So yeah. was 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 he playing for Luton then? I don't know. And then there was the whole Mole thing. Please don't. Uh, he went me. back to Luton when they Molegate was under Wise. Out. Yeah, about but, following March. And that was meant Kevin, to be Sean Derry, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, but Kevin Nichols went back to Luton, but he came to us with a decent reputation. Kevin Nichols was a fraud. Right, let's get to strikers. <sighs> well, Jonathan Douglas, by the way, he's not officially retired, but he's currently a free agent. So if you're playing football manager then and you need a ageing centre midfielder, then he might be the one. Healy and Blake. Um, Robbie Blake, yes, he's currently in a senior coaching role at Bognor Regis Town. Go on, lad. But not Healy. Richard Cresswell. Richard Cresswell. Really doesn't dress well. Um, who has, uh, yeah. Is he like a, he works at a hospital now, doesn't he? Don't know, actually. He was head of academy coaching at Leeds, but stepped down in August. So if he's gone to work in a hospital, then that's... Was it a conflict of interest? Because he's some players there. Might be. I think that's all. Well, from your dire memory of uh, looting away, I've got quite a fun one. Well, just before we get onto that, the big memory from that game was how good the Leeds fans were. One of the best performances from an away end that I've ever been a part of. And that is often the way when we're so bad that the, the fans give up on what's going on on the pitch and make sure that we win in the stands. And we really did that day. It was amazing. Well, another time we did that, I saw Pontus Janssen make his debut for Leeds United. In, in that cup that you don't like? I do not like that cup, that's correct. But you still drove all the way to Luton? I just, I like the fact someone could watch me have a wee from the bedroom window. <laughs> that, is a, that is a peculiarity of Kenilworth Road, you're right. So Luton have got two former Leeds players that could line up for them. Tomorrow club captain, Alan Sheehan. Alan Sheehan, is he still going? Shez Dog. Shez Dog, he hasn't played, featured too many times this season. But he uh, is listed as the official club captain. The man with two left feet that are both beautiful. And Izzy Brown's the other one. Izzy Brown is the other one who has recovered potentially from a hamstring injury uh, to make it in time for the game. It's very typical for him to turn on when he's at uh, Luton and not turn on at Leeds. He was poo at Leeds. He wasn't given much of a chance, was he? 
So I checked out the Luton Excelsior website, which is the name of their fans forum. I would have, I would have thought it'd be something to do with hatters. You would have thought that, but actually... Madhatters.com or something. Like uh, couldn't find it. Couldn't so what find what it. is it? Luton Excelsior? Yes. They ain't got that many fans, but there's nothing on there, was there? It, uh, there's a lot about politics and three posts about Leeds United. And this is what they said. This, he said, I've had a good chuckle to myself. <laughs> at the prospect of uh, at the prospect of beating them again 5-1 where's where is Luton? just north of London so it's not quite the London accent but oh and that's what that was yeah south of the Midlands blending into this London but then the following post said that that the chance of that is a 500 to 1 shot and it, where's he from? well the general Leeds area the forums weren't that exciting this week. So it's 500 to <laughs> five hundred to one for a repeat of that miserable day. Indeed. Are you going to back it? Nope. Keeping my money in my pocket, Paul. James. Referee for today. Joe Bedford on Twitter, who mm. has been doing our lovely referee research. It's all been really good, hasn't it? Uh, John Brooks is a referee. He refed our loss against Charlton this season. The main controversial thing that he missed, or probably because maybe it didn't happen, don't know, it's up for debate, is the whole Kiko Kassia racism comment which we haven't really talked about on this podcast john brooks uh, his stats for us he's ref three times and we have lost all three correct of course i hate hate john brooks but you know we could turn it around so what's everyone thinking paul what are you thinking Uh, i'm thinking that Leeds going to win i think it's going to be 2-1 i think it's going to be steady away performance we do enough um and we we get over the line without too many worries you've got some stats on um how we fare and how Luton fare. Yeah, and this is one of those stats that gets Leeds that busted. Yeah. Um, it's that Leeds have conceded the fewest goals from open play in the Championship, only four, um, which means that more than half of our goals come from set pieces, which won't surprise us. To say we've got the meanest defence in the in the country, we don't, look, we don't look very mean at defending corners. Um, whereas Luton have conceded the joint most 25 25 goals from open play in 16 games. And you're going 2-1? Yeah, I think I'm basing it on... You're using the same theory as me last week, aren't you? We have a lot of chances that we miss. There was a similar stat when we played QPR, wasn't there? I think that they'd had a particularly leaky defence. Mm. They were free scoring, but had a leaky defence. Yeah, I, I think, based on Andy's comment, that he's going to predict something wild. 1-0. Really? No, I'm going to go 4-0. Ben White in the back, Bamford in attack, Pablo coming off the bench. We're going to absolutely dominate. We owe, we owe somebody hiding and it's going to happen tomorrow. And Matt? I have gone for a reverse of that 2006 horror show. I'm going for a Leeds win 5-1. So whoa, whoa. Four-goal four victory. Go on, Matt. Who's going to score their goal? Well, it's either Alan Sheehan or Izzy Brown. And out of the two, you'd say Alan Sheehan probably the more leads that scorer. Very true. 5-1. I love it when Matt's optimistic. What are you saying then, James? Then tell us what Twitter's saying. Well, me, I'm going to go for... I I rarely put us down for losing, and I'm not going for this one either. Uh, I would say win 2-0 leads. We're going to dominate, Loom. It's about time that we won in the capital. I know it's not... You're, you lot are saying it's not the capital, but it's... I think Bielsa's only earned as... Uh, or the team under Bielsa have only been able to to earn one point in and around that vicinity. So time to turn it around. So everyone on Twitter who's been um, 
answering the poll. We've got Leeds to win 90%, a draw 2%, and Luton to win 8%. Optimistic, I'd say, then. Standard, though, isn't it? Us Twitter fans love a Leeds win. Well, we're all optimistic, as well as our Twitter following. This is a title on a website. Why the hell would anybody visit Luton? And it says, Luton is closer to London than some bits of London are to other bits of London, even if London Luton Airport is a little optimistically titled. Lots of L's in that, weren't there? Yeah. And lots of optimism. Yeah. It's all fitting. So we're going to leave with our final word. Paul, what's your word? Optimistic. I'm optimistic that we will continue our little run that we're on and that we will put in a solid performance. For me, it's change. There's going to be no changes apart from one if Cooper's still injured. And uh, it'll be change for us. We're going to get a decent win in the capital or, or near the capital. Off you. I'm going with thrash because I think we're going to thrash them. And Andy. Bam! As in. As in like a Batman thing. As in a Patrick Bamford. Bamford is going to have a field day tomorrow. Of course he is. He's going to score at least two. Optimistic. Change thrash. Bam. Yeah. Luton versus Leeds. Go on then, get car. Speak to you after the game. presence at the stadium is all about me seeing an 89th minute winner particularly away from home that's literally why why people go it's like a premonition from Bryn that wasn't it I think it was premonition from me wasn't it standard 2-1 win no but Bryn said he lives for the old 89th minute winner and don't we all Andy don't we all winners are grinners and Matthew is grinning from ear to ear I'm not gonna lie I'm a bit giddy have you been grinning all the way up the M1? I've been grinning all the way up the M1. I've been partying all the way up the M1. I've had the tunes on in the car. Yeah, it's, you know, they don't get better than that. I would have loved a 5-1 win, but a last-minute winner is in many, many ways better than a 5-1 win. Always. James called it, didn't you, James? I did, yeah. I said it would be typical if we got an 89th-minute winner after uh, we interviewed Bryn, and he said it in the podcast. So there we go. We got what we... What we thought would happen. And Paul, you actually called a 2-1 result, didn't you? I uh, I did, but like, I didn't call the manner of it. That 50 to 60th minute was pretty shocking. It was chaos. Now, I said 5-1, and it should have been 5-1, at least. I said Bamford score at least two. And you were wrong. Granted, then I said 4-0. He did, did score two. Not according to all the uh, media outlets. Well, the media outlets are wrong. It's been a good day, on it? Outrageous. It's our first away win in five away matches, which is pretty weird. I thought it felt good. <laughs> and obviously our, our 1919th victory as well. Yeah, and apparently in the week it was the 100th anniversary of our first game back in 1919, so it all fits. So should we talk about the game? I think we deserve to win. By a distance, if we hadn't got that last-minute winner, Paul, two points dropped, wasn't it? Yep, Phil Hay said that nobody could disagree that it would have been two points dropped. Well, the manager did, didn't he? 
I'll tell you what, I thought we looked pin sharp first half. I thought because because we were a bit a little bit sloppy and we were caught out a couple of times in the second half, it's easy to forget how good we were in the first half. I can't believe we went in at nil nil. By for for me, maybe Berardi apart, that starting lineup is probably our best eleven. Well, you said we looked pin sharp, but watching it for, from a distance on the telly, we weren't as convinced that Mister Hernandez was pin sharp. Really. He was making Jack Harrison do a hell of a lot of running. He was pulling all the strings, though, as Pablo. Oh, yeah, but he, he took a while to get his range, I think is fair to say. But when he got his range, geez Louise, he was frightening. He was all over everything, was Pablo, and you could see that he was having a good time. He looks happy to have signed his contract. <laughs> He's the sort of player that you need in a, a game like that because Luton were just playing so deep. Um, and we were struggling to to make anything of it, um, so it was it was good that he was in there. It was just the long passes, really, wasn't it? That was that he was suffering with. But he's the one that tries them, so he's the one that's ultimately going to fail them sometimes. Izzy Brown had his typical left leads of a great game against Leeds game, didn't he? That assist was very good. I've gone off Izzy Brown. I mean, I was never the biggest fan, but now I really don't like the guy. He's an idiot. Why? I'm not into the. You know when you. Well, he didn't score against us, but you know when former players score against their old club and they don't celebrate? Hate that. However, he got an assist against a club that he barely played for. I'd be quite happy if he went off and celebrated with the goal scorer or, you know, ran the length of the pitch and celebrated with the uh, Luton fans. But no, he came straight over to the Leeds fans and was giving it the big one. And uh, yeah, not up for that, to be honest with you. Got plenty of bottles of beer thrown at him. Not that we condone that. Well, did you see uh, that the uh, phantom goal scorer Matty Pearson, who who scored their uh, second goal that was disallowed, but he didn't realise that ran off, well, fell to his knees, bounced about on the floor, looked like he'd won the World Cup. There were a lot of cup final antics in that game. Yeah, well, he's been credited with our second goal, so uh... I'm not having that. That's Paddy Bamford's all day long. Do you know what? Who cares? Me, Paddy Bamford. As long as it was a goal, that's all that matters. He only cares because he said Bamford's going to be Bam Bam Bamford and get a couple of goals. And I was right. Well, he got one. He got two. No, he got at least one. He got two. The one where he hit the post in the first half where he sort of hopped for it to land on his left foot to take a shot. He should have just blasted it with his right foot. Would have been a great goal. But either either way, it was a good one. I'm glad he's just scoring goals. He's doing well, isn't he? Two and two, three and two, whatever you want to call it. Three and two. Can I go back to a quick comment that you said, Matthew, about uh, this? If you put someone else in, this would be our best starting eleven. So you want Stuart Dallas starting in our think, best starting eleven? Yeah, Stuart Dallas has been one of our best players this season. Do you not? Do you not agree? I agree, but there's a guy called Jenny Alski. I think you'd leave it out a bit, Ashley. <laughs> there was one absolutely incredible tackle that Stuart Dallas put in. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, in the I, box. No, it was like the 83rd minute. Yeah, it was it late was, on. It was, oh, it was unbelievable. And he passed it as he was on the floor as well. Yeah, he, yeah, it was brilliant. And there was an amazing one that Calvin put in as well. These are all sort of vague memories, but beautiful stuff. I think uh, Dallas had more successful tackles than anyone else on the pitch. But also, it's so important that we win the ball high up the field. And that sort of goes missing a bit, really, doesn't it? It's like you always remember the last-ditch tackles, you know, the ones that Janssen used to make. 
and you'll remember things that uh, a striker does, but those moments are so so important. Is there any point talking about how good Ben White is, or is that just like granted now? No, we'll, we'll do that in a bit when we talk about man of the match because he's the automatic man of the match, and then you've got well, to pick, pick one from the rest. Nah, see, I don't, I don't think he's man of the match today. <laughs> ben White is so good. It's frightening, St- isn't it? Statistically, he was man of the match. Just want to point out for people listening that last time I saw Matthew look this happy was Aston Villa game away last season when he bounded into the pub when he come what? up. It's a last minute winner, Paul. It does it for you. And and the time before that was possibly his wedding day. So uh, there you go. He wasn't, he wasn't this happy on his wedding day. No, there were no last minute winners on the wedding day. On Ben White... <laughs> Do you know that he was the he was the only player in the championship actually to register over 100 passes? He, what today you mean? Yep, he completed 91 of them as well. 100 And one was an assist, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. 100% tackle success, 100% aerial duel success, two interceptions, two clearances, one assist. Absolutely awesome. We should let him go forward like whenever he wants basically. How was the atmosphere today then, Matthew? Because you said before, the 5-1 game where we lost, it was one at best. Well, it was nowhere near as good as that, but it was very good. It, I think the away end at Luton helps. It's very noisy, so only takes a small number of people to sing and suddenly it gets very loud and then everybody else joins in. So, yeah, it was really good. Probably the best away crowd of the season and best away game of the season for my money as well. I think we should talk a little bit about how bad Luton are. Luton are very bad. They should never have been in that game. They had that that ten minutes of chaos after we scored. I think they just got a bit irritated that they didn't get that free kick. I mean, the, the commentary from their Luton guys hilarious. If you find it online, it's brilliant. Um, they, they felt a bit hard done by by that and started just going at us for ten minutes, and we just didn't look ready for it randomly. Is this the is this the Izzy Brown incident in the build up to our goal? Exactly. Yeah, should have been Whereas, booked. For, should have been booked for diving, as far as I could tell. It's not a foul. Time. It's not a foul. He went down and uh, ref should have pulled him up and given him a yellow card. There's another point uh, that I saw doing the rounds where the commentators said that Casilla should be booked for ungentlemanly conduct because he kicked a ball over the stand. What I didn't understand is that the ball went into the Leeds end and for some reason it took ages to come back. And then when it did, two balls came back. So somebody had been hiding a ball somewhere. <laughs> Um, maybe since the warm-up before the game or something. Um, so two balls got thrown back to Casilla at the same time and he booted one over the stand, I think just because he wanted to get on with the game quickly. Marcelo said today, I think the result was fair, good performance from the team. In the first half was a little more easy, but in the second we fought more. Usually it's very difficult to win. If you don't fight, you don't have good condition to win. And if you want to win, you have to fight. If not, you cannot. We fought. And we could play as well. So make of that what you will. Or don't make anything of it. Just take it for what it says. So James, at this point in the uh, podcast, we normally uh, check how we got on, uh, how, we, how we're doing compared to how Wolverhampton Wanderers were doing in the 2017-18 season. Tracking moves, tracking Seventeen games in, how are we how are we faring? Well, at least as good as we were doing last time. Three behind. Well, I don't know how we're doing against Wolves, but I read that we are four points ahead of where we were last season, which is uh, absolutely staggering to me. But against Wolves, I think Andy's probably right. Three behind. 
four points behind Wolves. Yeah, we're on 34 points, obviously. The highest in the last five years at this point was actually Newcastle on 40 points. They were absolutely flying. But also in the last five years, how many... um, in the last five years, how many teams that were promoted automatically were on more points than us after this point? Two. All of them. Ten. Well, no, it's not ten because we, we were top of the league and on far less points. It's only three. Uh, really? Yep, Wolves 38 points, Newcastle 40 points and Brighton 35 points in 2016-17. I can't believe West Brom are ahead of us. Come on, Leeds. Matthew made a very nice comment earlier in our WhatsApp chat where he said that looking at the table and looking at the future fixtures, love heart, smiley face. That is a lovely comment. We're heading off to Reading on Tuesday night. Who knows what's going to happen there. But then we've got three in, three home games in four against teams bottom, bottom half of the table. Oof. Chucking a fiery Yorkshire Derby though, anything could happen there. Yorkshire Derby, yeah, but Huddersfield are not have, not pulling up any trees, are they? They've had a turn of form. They all like having to go at the Leeds tree, unfortunately, don't they? So, I'm bracing myself. Right, go on then. Let's go to Manet matches then. Who've we got? I think contenders today: Stuart Dallas, Patrick Bamford, Ben White, number five. Who is it then? I'm going with Ben White. I'm going to go Ben White as well. He's phenomenal. The stats don't lie. He assisted a goal. He's gone one better than he has all other weeks, so it's got to be him. And Matthew, you were there live on your retina. Who's the man of the match? Well, one person who's not been mentioned who I think deserves a mention is Matthias Click. I think he had a very good game. Again, understated. He probably should have uh, got a goal, actually. Um, Popped up for an assist at a vital time. Uh, but yeah, he had a good game. Ben White probably was the best player, but my man of the match is Pablo Hernandez. It was just beautiful to see him back and looking so happy, pulling all the strings. I just love that guy. So Pablo Hernandez, man of the match for me. Even despite the fact that he couldn't pick a pass out in the first half, it's amazing. And uh... I've, I, I've, I, I'm going to have to watch that first half back again because, yeah, he played a few long crossfield passes, which were overhit let's say but some it's his short range passes and you know he's always available on that right hand side to be you know playing off Aylin and Click Roberts Andy you're all wrong it's uh, it's Patrick Bamford Patrick Bamford's man of the match by quite a distance he again showed strength bit of bully boy tactics he also wasn't afraid to keep going because he hit the bar in first half with a really Quite clever shot, and as James touched earlier, he, he missed a bit of a sitter. They just kept going, kept going. He got two goals. I'm not giving it to that flipping defender. He can jog on. Two goals for Paddy Bamford. Leeds are on the up. One thing before we go on to words, I'd like to uh, say that I think that the third kit is the best kit this season. Yeah, but that's like saying I'm the prettiest on the Leeds that podcast. Not much competition, is there? <laughs> the, the, that that powder blue kit why isn't that our second kit it's so much nicer than the grey and pink the, rubbish the best kit of all seasons the goalkeeper kit home goalkeeper shirt that's the most Leeds one this yeah. blue thing today powder blue powder puff whatever you want to call it is a Man City shirt isn't it 
No, I think it looked quite Leeds today. It's the it's the kind of blue and ye- blue, yellow and white. Maybe we've washed it too trimmer much. Trimmer on the bottom of it that makes it Leeds. I imagine that we'll wear it at Derby away, which, as you know, is when I'm hoping that we're going to get promoted. So it might be the kit that we go up in. Right. Well, that leads on to your word. Then what's your word? Well, what's the opposite of thrash? <laughs> um, Scrape. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to go with a word that all the cool kids are using, limbs, because they were all over the place in the away end on the 89th minute, and I absolutely love it. I'm going to go for smug. It was a lovely 89th minute win. Football's back, and uh, Leeds are going to be playing again in a few days' time. So, yeah, smug. And James was properly smug because he called it, and he actually jumped around the living room going, I said it, 89th minute. I was, it wasn't, well, yeah, I was smug. He was proper smug. Andy? I'm sticking to my original word. Bam! Bamford. Bam! Well, I'm going to go with stupendous. It was a stupendous result. On to Reading. Let's see how we go on on Tuesday night. Right, so we're playing Reading in the week, so we'll have another Match Day podcast coming very soon, along with our monthly special, which features more fun and games. And a tour by Matthew and myself around the Leeds United Supporters Trust exhibition at the Meridian Centre in Leeds. So look out for that. Check us out at leeds.com and we'll speak again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.